What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today, we're going to be talking about the games from Tuesday. I know I'm a day behind right now. I apologize profusely. I tried so hard to find the time the last couple of days to really catch up. I can't. I'm going to try as much as I can to find a moment today. I'm flying off to Florida to uh, to do a double podcast to do Wednesday's games. Um, but let's get to it because at the, at the end of the day, we got to make sure we cover every day to make sure that you guys are updated. So. Grace Rodriguez and Chase McDermott pitched in that game for the Orioles. It was two innings and in a walk and two Ks from Grace Rodriguez. Apparently, he's leaning into his cutter and his sinker more. Follow that one. Nothing really at the moment to report. And Chase McDermott doesn't feel like he's going to be fighting for that rotation spot at the moment. Matt Manning, he was apparently solid. Uh, first time pitching after a broken foot, so he's just kind of happy to get back on the mound. And we'll see how that uh, progresses. Hopefully, he's sitting 95 um, through the spring. If he's doing that, then there's actually life in there because there is good extension for Matt Manning with solid uh, high adjusted VA as well. And then you have the sliders for strikes, and this could kind of work. Just keep your eye on Matt Manning. I think um, myself included, I certainly was like, yeah, Matt Manning or whatever. But there is a ceiling to hit if he's showing those new skills. Um, Jose Urquidy, he looked good. Um, apparently, he was tipping his pitches in 2023. He also obviously got hurt. It looks like to me that he should have that SP5 spot over JP France. So, obviously, pay attention to this. He really has a fantastic four-seamer that can do well upstairs. If he's not really leaning into that, then it's more like the kitchen sink stuff. But Jose Urquidy does have upside there, especially pitching for the Astros. So that might be something of value, and you want to monitor that throughout the preseason. Zach Davies went two innings and three strikeouts, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. Do not do it. Clark Schmidt and Will Warren went. I did not get a chance to watch this. I'm really sorry. I will, of course. Um, two innings, one and run, two hits, zero walks, and two strikeouts for Schmidt. And Will Warren, 2.2 innings, one and run, four hits, zero walks, and three strikeouts. Um, my understanding, Will Warren is not exceptional as far as his ceiling goes. I'm excited to see how Clark Schmidt handled his cutter and to see if he's really in command of it. I think that Clark Schmidt is a very underrated player in your 15-teamers just because... He's going to go every five days for a winning ball club, and he's solid. He's not going to have like a 4-5 ERA. Sure, he's not probably going to have like a 3. He's not the highest ceiling guy, but getting production every five days, like, yeah, that's going to be fine with me. I mean, yes, he needs to figure out lefties a bit, but he's got righties in check, and maybe there is something with that new cutter. I think he's trying to emphasize it a little bit better um, against lefties, so that's good. Um, While Will Warren is a guy you might see pretty early this year, I think I like Chase Hampton a little bit more. Than Will Warren, but um, you might see him. It's the same kind of mold, though, as Clark Schmidt. Um, Zach Littell's on the other side, and honestly, I gotta pay a little bit more attention to him because pitching for the Rays, again, very good situation. And he's gonna be the number two or number three for the Rays out of camp. Two innings, zero runs, one hit, zero walks, three Ks. I need to see if there really is anything new from him um, because it's four seamer slider for the most part. And as long as he has that pitch separation, yeah, he can be effective. He wasn't, he wasn't getting the wins that I wanted. Uh, I felt so bad for him when he was in these really good streaming situations last year. He just got kind of shafted with it. But uh, yeah, Zach Littell has some sneaky value there and don't let him um, be ignored completely. Just monitor that. Um, Frankie Montes isn't my favorite just because he's part of the Reds and he's has some history of being volatile and just having to have a whip and all that kind of stuff. Two innings of two strikeouts, he had 96, and that's really what we wanted to see because he was 94 in those uh, those 
games at the end of the year last year for the Yankees. I was a little worried that he wasn't going to be healthy yet, but um, his splitter was fine. I mean, I'm not quite there on Frankie Montas. I think he's too much of a, um, he doesn't get whiffs with his fastballs at all. I think there's a little bit too much hard contact just generally with his approach. However, he can be someone who survives Cincinnati a little bit more because he's more of a ground ball guy with those sinkers. Just something to think about um, with Montas. I'm not really in on this. Uh, Connor Phillips showed up. Hey, two innings, one and walk and two Ks. He's a fun one. Um, but then again, being in Cincinnati, he's not good. And I wouldn't say that he has exceptional command. Um, Kyle Hendricks existed. Okay. Daniel Lynch, nothing to report there. Uh, JP Sears has had two clean innings with two strikeouts. He's apparently working on a sinker. That's kind of interesting. I feel like it just his overall command is a bigger deal. Just get those four seamers located upstairs because that's where they thrive. George Kirby was rocked for, uh, for I believe, four earned runs in 1.1 innings. Don't really care. Same with Eduardo Rodriguez. He was pummeled for four earned runs and four hits and two walks and two Ks. He led two home runs. It happens. It's the beginning of spring. These are not the extremes of things that we really care about at the moment. So let's just kind of move on uh, from those. Uh, Jordan Hicks, 1.2 innings of two earned runs, one hit, four Ks. Apparently sitting mid-90s as opposed to the upper 90s to 100. That's not really a surprise considering he's going into the rotation now. He wants to make sure that he has the stamina to last and everything. So uh, that's okay. And uh, pay attention to Jordan Hicks. Let's just kind of see how the rest of the repertoire uh, fills out um, throughout the uh, the preseason. We didn't have, of course, StatCast data with that. And all these guys I mentioned so far, Steve or Eduardo, are, um, are not StatCast data. So that, that I'll start with Cutter Crawford. Uh, we'll be watching Garrett Crochet, 1.2 innings of 200 hits and zero walks and two Ks. That's cool. He's apparently making his arsenal a little bit wider. And obviously so, he's just trying to make it into the rotation. I'm very curious to watch him and um, to really see the data on Crochet because hopefully he's better than what we've seen before. Um, Bobby Miller, two and run. So sorry, two innings of one and run. Yeah, sure. Like, he's fine. Uh, it's just cool. Uh, Gavin, so 1.2 innings of one and run, one walk, and two Ks. There's been a lot of discussion about him um, recently. Been Oh, man, well, let's redeem him. Let's get back into it. And I got to say, I mean, there's some just generic um, conversation of, hey, we were kind of in on Stone before, and then he had a bad 2023, so now everyone's out, and, like, maybe he's just a better pitcher now, and we totally forgot about him. For me, it's a le- it was a lesson of, like, oh, right, he was the last, uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back of me understanding, right, change-up focused prospects are not as good as four-seamer focused or, like, or really just breaking ball focused um, changeup is the worst one of the lot. And unless Gavin Stone has something else, and I don't really know yet, I need to get data and everything like that, then I am not going to buy into it. It's that simple. It's not It's not just like our general perception of Gavin Stone. Oh, he was highly touted, and now he's just bad, and now he's good again. It's, it's more than that. We have to understand what is it that he does and provides. Like, if you look at Ryan Pepio, Ryan Pepio was apparently going to be a changeup guy, but... And then he didn't have it. And then he did. But he also has a really interesting four-seamer shape. That's the the part that gets me excited about Pepe. It's not like he was highly touted and I'm just saying, cool, it's going to be post-hype or something like that. I want to make sure that everyone kind of grasps that. And I don't really think that the Dodgers are going to really think that they're going to get this big thing from Gavin Stone. You know, Bobby Miller is just such a better pitcher. <laughs> and that's really what happened there, right? I wasn't in on Bobby Miller because, yeah, I didn't know about Bobby Miller. And that was a fault of mine of not being good at prospect research. 
Um, so I just wanted to really talk about that quickly. Uh, Michael Walker, scoreless frame with two strikeouts. That's cool. You Darvish, three Ks and two innings, two hits, your walks. That's cool. Zach Plesak, two uh, two innings of turned runs. Womp, womp, womp. Four base runners. Yeah, not really it. Um, I do want to talk about the Samant guys. There are some really interesting things from uh, those two th- uh, t- games that I want to make sure. I mean, this is why I'm not skipping a day. I'm not going to just say, what? Never mind, guys. I'm like, no, I'm going to do every day because every day there's something new and information. It's good for me. And I'm not going to miss anything. That's just kind of my rule. So uh, we're going to talk about all this and uh, with the StatCast stuff and boy, is this interesting stuff after this break. So Cutter Crawford is showcasing absurd vert on his four-seamer, uh, two innings. I mean, he should get this job. Uh, and I'm really curious about Cutter Crawford this year. I got to say it can be a really good four-seamer. And as long as the cutter, no pun intended, and his slider are both amazing or both good enough. Yeah, he could have a lot of success. I need to see him a little bit more focused going upstairs than he did in this start. But yeah, this is good. Sunny great pitch, two innings. It's fine. Cool. We move on. Uh, Alec Minow was an atrocity. 1.2 innings of foreign runs, three hits, uh, hit by pitches, horrible command. Like, oh boy. Um, is it Bowden Francis? Is it Ricky Tiedemann? Is it Jordan Montgomery or something like that? I wonder what's going to happen there. Bowden Francis, um, I, I don't want to say he's incredible like I'm curious about the four seamer and that maybe is enough and he's learning Gosman's splitter but it's not like a situation of Louis Varland to me or like Louis Varland yes oh my gosh right if he gets a spot um Ricky Tiedemann sure but I don't really think the Blue Jays want to do that monitor obviously this spot in the rotation Mitch White threw harder but that's more in relief um, on the other side was Casey Mize, 1.2 innings of two and runs, one walk, two Ks, one walk, uh, one strikeout. Doesn't really look like a very good line. Command wasn't great, but oh man, um, if you remember Casey Mize before he got Tommy John, I wasn't really enthused because yeah, I was a sinker that was like, whatever. <laughs> the splitter was kind of gone and it was just a slider that was good enough, but that's not really anything I want to chase in fantasy. Well, guess what? Casey Mize has a four seamer and not a sinker focus. It's now 95, 96 and not like 94. He has a really good IVB on it. He added all the spin, like 300 RPM on his four-seamer and over 400 on his slide, on his splitter, which I don't know if you necessarily want. You kind of want to cut from that, but I guess what I'm getting at is it's a new splitter. Um, it's four-seamer focus that looks like a good offering, and he had command before. I'm very interested in Casey Mize, <laughs> especially with Reese Olsen not looking that great. I feel like Mize is going to be the guy for the Tigers. Yeah, sign me up here. Um, Christopher Sanchez also, man, two takes up on his sinker, four on his changeup. He has a cutter that is that he surprised Cubs Correa with, got a whiff on. Uh, there is some conversation. Robert Orr brought this up, uh, creator of the Seeger stat with baseball prospectus. And I think it's a very interesting one because one thing I've learned when it comes to induced vertical break is you get less uh, induced vertical break, but essentially um, there's like less time for movement to happen. Think of it that way, okay? So if you are throwing a sinker, right? You don't want to, you don't want to keep it elevated. You're actually trying to get I uh, you're trying to miss the barrel of the bat down with a two seamer slash sinker. Okay. And by throwing harder, you are getting less time for whatever break that you want to have happen to occur. 
So when it comes to harder four seamers, it's always good to do that. But then again, like if you throw softer and you have um, really good um, induced vertical break, that is a really good spin that's going to make it prevent from dropping, you are going to get more time to showcase that. Thus, you're going to see lower velocity guys have higher IVB because of this. Um, and on the reverse of it, if you throw a harder sinker, you're going to have less time to get the drop that you want. You with me? So Sanchez throwing two ticks harder on a sinker could mean that he's getting less of the effective drop, which means it could be theoretically less effective. I'm going to believe that the velocity is better. That's where I am. Like you get less time to react is always going to be better of a exchange. So I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more for me of like, hey, Sanchez, I want to make sure that you have a better approach against right handers. And the cutter is a big deal to me. That's really the big conversation because I don't like that he throws inside to righties with a sinker. And I feel as if having a cutter, they can throw maybe away to right lefties and go inside to right handers. And then you have the sinker thing away and the change of mimicking that. That's a really good approach. I really did Christopher Sanchez this year. Sanchez and Mize, I think, are such fun late guys. AJ Puck, too. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is the fun of spring training is that we get these highlights that we talk about this for the preseason a ton. And all of a sudden, there are these guys and just like, man, this guy could just be legit. You know, AJ Puck, two innings, three Ks of 95 mile per hour sinkers with a four seamer. And I want to say, oh, no, why are you doing these sinkers? Because the four seamer has elite extension in IVB. It's like Zach Wheeler's essentially. But, you know, it doesn't have good IVB, but it's like, I don't care if you have this elite extension and height adjusted uh, VAA and and you're throwing 95, 96 on that. But the sinker has elite arm side movement. So, yeah, Puck, throw that against lefties all day and destroy them. That sounds great. <laughs> um, and like it's elite arm side movement. Um, and then you have a splitter and a sweeper and a slider and like AJ Puck. You are going to get the job, especially if Braxton Garrett isn't there. Um, I am, I'm in, especially also, I saw Edward Cabrera. This is a hint for Wednesday's one. So hopefully, hopefully I'll find time tonight or something. I'm flying off to Florida. I don't know. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, but Edward Cabrera, oh, zero walks. Yeah, five out of 11 fastball strikes. So it's not fixed. So we'll talk about that one later. And then um, Dane Dunning, uh, but yeah, AG Puck, I'm in on. Uh, Dane Dunning, a tick down. He was adding four seamer that is kind of close to being good, but maybe it isn't. Like, it's better IVB on it, but I don't know. We'll see there. Also, Jack Leiter went at 96 miles per hour. That's cool. But, uh, Bruce Bochy's told him that he's not going to be a part of the the squad out of the cam- out of camp, but he wants to throw him out there to showcase, hey, you belong. And that's pretty cool. So, I love that we got Sackass data for Leiter, and it was high four seamer intent with cutters for strikes and curveballs down. Like, yes! So I'm very much circling Jack Leiter for like May 1st or something like that. I want to see more of him, of course. And then last but not least, Chris Sale sitting 95 for Atlanta. Elevating those four seamers, two innings of four Ks. Yeah, sign me up. I'm in. Um, but that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for dealing with all this. And uh, my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.